Hey, we are back from a three-week hiatus. Uh, somehow, Keith, the media industry survived without our snarky comments, without our wit, humor, endless knowledge, and mindless commentary. How in the world that happened, I don't know, but it is nice to be back. Welcome back, buddy. Well, it's great to be back. Hope you had a wonderful trip. And uh, I missed you. I really did. I was I was going through withdrawals, you know, and so were, I, so were some of our listeners. They're kind of thinking we've... You know, we've left them in them. the lurch. You know, so we so now we're back, and I I disagree with you. I think the business went to hell in a handbasket when we were <laughs> well we, while we were off the air, and they need us to bring things back and you know get everybody on track again. Well, all I can say is if the industry needs us to bring sanity back to the entire industry, we have an industry with a lot of problems. We don't want to talk about. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a look at what we're going to talk about this week. Uh, The question comes up, what can we learn from the sale of a lone AM station in Arizona? You may not have heard, but iHeart now has fired the entire staff, Keith. Everyone, everyone except the C-suite is gone, and they have replaced everyone with ChatGPT. Okay, that's not really true, but it's not so crazy. We call it stunning. The rest of the industry seems to be just snoozing. Why is the Urban One acquisition of Cox's four Houston FM stations so stunning to Keith and moi? We'll talk about that, too. Good morning. We are back with another episode of Media Insultants, our opinions and comments. I'm Jackson Weaver in Seattle and Los Angeles. My handsome co-host is Keith Samuels. Uh, who has just gone through another birthday. We'll get to that in a minute. So, yes, without commercial interruption, we are back. We welcome you to the Wednesday, April 19th episode of Media Insultant. Well, Keith, first of all, happy birthday, buddy. And for your birthday celebration, uh, I couldn't decide. I was either going to buy you an AM station in Los Angeles or a block of FTX crypto stock. Which do you want? Well, I was hoping for Ed Stoltz's stations in Vegas, Palm Springs, and San Francisco. And why Because in San Francisco? Because for my birthday, my best friend Bill Madison gave me this, a San Francisco Giants jersey. And it gets even better, buddy. Look at this. Check this Uh-oh. out. And I am wearing pants, Uh-oh. so don't worry. But can you see it? Oh, my gosh. It says Samuels, as in Keith Samuels. Giants, Keith Samuels. You know, I am just so impressed. This is your this is your dream. You've always wanted to play on the Giants, right? I have. That's been my lifelong dream. I've been a fan since I was about three years old. And uh, I got my own jersey with my own name and my, my age as a number on the back. And, um, and, but I will say this, and I did tell Bill this. I said, you know what? I'm not going to be wearing this to Dodger Stadium. Because you know what they do to guys wearing this jersey at Dodger Stadium? They beat the hell out of them. So um, uh, my, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, Dan, is going to take me to a Giants-Angels game this August. And I'll be wearing this at the Big A down in Anaheim. Because they don't, beat, so, they don't beat people up in the OC. It's just so nice to see somebody who hasn't grown up yet. So, you know. Why should I, I start it. now? <laughs> Thank uh, you. Yeah. Well, happy, happy birthday, buddy. May, may we have, may both of us have many, many more turns around the sun. 
I hope so. All right, let's get down to a little business. Um, First up is a radio station that is run by a good friend of ours, Bobby Rich. Uh, Bobby Rich was a San Diego legend for years at B100. And um, he, he was, I think he did the, was one of the first to do a zoo kind of a format with a lot of different characters. And his career, he racked up call letters on his resume like very few other people do. KFI, WXLO, KHTZ, which is in L.A., and, and Magic here in Seattle. And then he settled in Tucson years ago at Mix, KMX, or KMXZ. Right. So he was there for years, and he owned the marketer. That was my perception. He certainly did very well. But in early 2017, there was a big blowout. And Bobby did or said or felt the wrong thing, and he just was very unceremoniously blown out. And I don't know about you, but to this day, I've never heard anyone talk about what really happened. He acknowledged he did something wrong, went on the air or on Facebook and apologized, but I don't know what he said. But Bobby, um, you know, could be a little loose cannon, I guess, that way. And, you know, he he wasn't particularly filtered. He would say what he, you know, what, what came to his head. And these days, you've got to be really careful. That's, that's why we don't put this program on the radio, because we'd get in too much trouble. <laughs> so anyway, I, to get back on track here, um, Bobby was blown out, and, and then uh, back in 2021, he paired up with a local investor who you know more about than I do, a guy by the name of uh, Fletcher McCluster. McCuster. McCuster, to buy KDRI, uh, which was uh, stationed at 830 on the AM dial, has a decent translator. They launched a format called The Drive, which was uh, primarily an oldies-based format, and they did really well. They became a top-five radio station in, in six-plus numbers. And just a couple of short years after they launched the drive, they sold it. Now, Keith, this is your old stomping grounds. You work Tucson. You know the market infinitely better than I do. Tell us a little story about. Tell us the story about what happened here. Well, what happened here is that uh, um, they sold the station a couple of weeks ago. Sold to Bustos Media uh, for eight. What was the sales? Eight hundred thousand. For eight hundred thousand dollars, they had bought the station for six hundred and fifty back in two thousand nineteen. So they made one hundred and fifty grand on the investment. But you know, it costs a lot more money than that to run it over that time. And you know, Bobby wasn't working for free. But uh, uh, you know, the the interesting thing about this is that that was all they could get for it. You know, so it tells me that maybe they weren't selling. You know, they weren't getting the revenue that was really going to drive it and make Mr. McCuster a happy guy. And so at this point, it was kind of like, well, let's just get out while I can and, you know, have a little bit of a profit and, you know, we'll move on. I'm thrilled that Bobby had the success there, okay? Because remember, when I showed up in Tucson in 1993, Bobby was already there. He had escaped from Seattle somewhat with his tail between his legs because he had that fabulous flame out as the eye guys. Remember the eye guys? At, you know, at Magic, they were the eye guys. They had all those crazy TV spots, and, and Bobby was in them, and they, you know, they were the eye guys. And it flamed out. It got destroyed. So now I'm, I've come down to Tucson, and I'm Bobby's worst nightmare because I'm the only guy in the market that calls him, oh, yeah, you're one of the eye guys, aren't you, Bobby? He's going, oh, no, no, I, no don't, don't talk about that. Don't tell anybody that. Um, but, you know, they were, they had a, he had a great run at the mix. It was uh, it was owned by Journal, okay, and so uh, you know the Washington uh, it was the Milwaukee 
a journal in their broadcast group. Um, you know, and so it was it was a happy it was their happy ownership time. Uh, you know, they they were they were well run, well managed uh, for years and years and years and years. It was a cash cow. Then uh, when Journal um, and their owners decided to get out of radio, they sold it to Lotus. And, and so I think Bobby shifted over to Lotus for a while, and then that's when he, he, he left. But he started this up because Bobby's a very talented jock, very talented programmer. And, yeah, agreed. agreed. And, and to take this AM with a translator, it, it just shows you how, how really good you can do if you're a good local programmer programming for the market you know the competitors that are that are group owned because in this market he was competing against Cumulus, uh, iHeart, uh, Lotus, big groups and uh, group programmers, and you know programming from afar, and and also just really tough sales organizations. My buddy Ken Kowalczyk runs the Cumulus Group there, and his sales organization just crushes it. You know, iHeart's you know, diving for rates and doing what they're doing. And Lotus, well, they'll sell for anything. So, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a den of thieves down there. And so I can understand why Bobby, you know, it gets to be like a five share. They're doing great on the programming side, but as a standalone little sales organization with one station, you know, with a five share, well, guess what? Cumulus has probably got a 20-something share. iHeart's got a 20-something share. And Lotus has probably got an t- upper 20 share. You just can't compete with those guys. Yeah, that to me is is one of the critical takeaways is for these guys. And you and I have talked about this on previous episodes of Media Insultant where we talk about the fact that a standalone operation or even in some cases a a medium-sized cluster has really a harder and harder time competing in any of these markets because the big groups come in, they suck up way too much of of the money. They mix it in with other platforms, particularly people like iHeart with everything from events to digital to streaming to, you know, on air to billboards, everything as it gets packaged together. And it makes it really hard. And I think that was the problem they ran into with this station because it certainly was well received and it sounded good. It just, you know, it really gets hard for anybody to scrape off a couple of bucks here and there to give KD, they give the drive any, any kind of revenue. I, you know, I, I, I agree with you completely, and I think uh, McCuster probably said, hey, look, Bobby, it's been a fun run, but, you know, we're, we're, we're out of here. Boost us so, wants in, we want out. And, you know, it, it's interesting because this is, you know, the other side of this is uh, I noticed this week that the FCC reported that more than 100 stations went dark last year. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, it, it, and, and while it's sad personally, and, and interestingly, a majority of them were FM stations, while it's sad in a way – we have too many uh, too many radio stations on the air. You know, we just have too many radio stations. And some of my broker friends are trying to peddle standalone FM construction permits, and uh, you know some of the some of the auction frequencies that have come up. And you got a guy who you know bid seventy five thousand dollars for a station somewhere in the middle of nowhere, thinking he's going to make a lot of money. You know, these these stations are basically unsellable. So. But that's you know I think that's that's the lesson we're we're learning out of this is if you're a standalone, got to figure out how to not be a standalone if you're yeah, gonna gonna exactly. survive. And I and I wish I wish Bobby the best. And so let's see let's see where he ends up. He's he's tireless and he's relentless. He will you know he, he's not going to go away. He is, he is both of those things. <laughs> he's also an eye guy. <laughs> <laughs> we both have to remind him of that. You know, it wasn't too much, uh, Keith, to predict uh, a couple of months ago, like we did, that ChatGPT would be a killer app. 
but I don't know that we knew to what extent. Uh, in those few short months, ChatGPT has added, get this figure, 100 million users. That's the fastest growing tech platform we've ever seen, faster than the iPad, faster than the Internet's development. It's just exploding. Yeah. And, you know, even in our business, you know, think about it. You know, Futuri is doing this AI announcer software. Uh, Alpha Media is testing that in, I think, Jacksonville, Mississippi, or Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, Waymark, there's a company called Waymark that's developed a just an amazing spec spot program for TV or video sales that it could really be very effective for radio also if radio knows how to use it, how to use it well. They produce a, a respectable spec spot in about 15 minutes. There are AI uh, copywriting tools. There are AI social media tools. Uh, it, you know, somebody else, somebody's you know, not going to write to the blog post anymore. They're going to have AI do it. Yeah. So it has just exploded. But I have a caveat, and that is that even though we think this is the end all, be all, is all, you got to be careful because – uh, when you and I were talking earlier this week, we talked about the fact that we were doing some research on what first quarter business for publicly traded radio stations mm-hmm. looked like. So I asked Chad GPT, how does first quarter look for publicly traded radio stations? And I got results. Got a full list of results for first quarter last year. Not this year. And I went back and checked my instructions, and my instructions were very specific to 2023. And not all of the responses were financial. One of them was a list of the number of stations in the first quarter. So I think you got to be careful when you, if you lean too much on it. It's an important platform, but you got to remember it's in beta. And for better or worse, it's still in beta, and we just got to be real careful if you lean on it too much for the wrong kinds of things. You've got to proofread it, got to check it out. So, there. Any thoughts? <laughs> well, yeah, you got to have some humans involved somewhere along the line. But this is, uh, I think, for, um, for radio stations and radio groups that are desperate to cu- cut costs, this is going to be nirvana. You know, they've got voice trackers. I mean, I just read, read uh, on Monday morning that uh, The End in Seattle has added an afternoon drive from a jock that we talked about a couple of months ago that has four jobs. Now he's got five uh, where he's voice tracking, uh, you know, alternative rock, whatever it is, uh, you know, shifts everywhere on Odyssey, the Odyssey way. We've talked about the Odyssey way. Well, I think the next Odyssey way is going to be these guys aren't going to be voice tracking. It's all going to be the chat GPT and they're just not going to say uh, they'll make up a chat GPT character and there'll they'll be a picture of this chat GPT jock. And it's just it's just not going to be a real person. You know, what was interesting, though, I also read something on Monday that uh, hit my Twitter feed that uh, an AI-generated song, so this is going to affect programming, too, an Mm -hmm. AI-generated song is featuring Drake and The Weeknd. Now, you know me. I'm I'm a massive Drake fan, and I love The Weeknd. That's all I listen to, right? I'm all so down with with those guys. I mean, I'd heard of Drake, and I'd heard of The Weeknd, but I hadn't heard of their music. But there's a song... An AI generated song on uh, on TikTok right or TikTok TikTok on TikTok right now, and it's blowing up the quote socials and the streamers right now, and it's blowing up so much that UMG, which controls about a third of the global music business, is already asking streamers to ban AI generated music. Fearing that wow. it's going to take away from them, and this yeah. was done by some group, and 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 they put it up on t- and TikTok, and they put it up, and it just went crazy. 
I think this is going to happen so fast and so crazy. And it, you and you produced you produced a promo for Cairo TV, just as a spec spot, a, a news promo about you know, put in the instructions about their good reporters and their you know uh, local news, whatever it was that you instructed to do. And it came out with a pretty decent video of a spec of a of a station ID. You know, station a, promo. Yeah, yeah, station promo. Como, you know, Cairo News. Oh yeah, okay. And, you know, so you don't need to pay an editor. You don't need to have a guy doing the production. You don't have a have to gal that's do, you know that's you know finding all the shots and doing the photography work and do the video. It's all done for you. So I think we're going to have this massive experimentation. We're going to sit here six months from now and go, oh my God, we're the only podcast that's not Chat GPT. <laughs> it's like it's us and Joe Rogan. Everybody else is now GPT. It's scary. It's really, um, it really is an interesting, interesting time. And you know, the the sad thing, not the sad thing, I guess, but the thing that I find interesting is, even though it's still in beta, it's going so fast, and it is so. There's no one can put any controls on this, and everybody's. There's some talk about, oh, we well, need to take a six month hiatus. Well, come on, that's like you know, telling the Mississippi River, can you hang on for a couple of months? You know, just not going to happen. No. All right. Well, too often, Keith. We hear phrases in our business like stunning, earth-shattering, astonishing. And we hear shocking. it on everything from shocking. I forgot about shocking. Yeah, we hear it on everything from really clickbait articles to personnel changes. But we've heard none of that when Urban One bought the Cox stations in Houston. And you and I both sit here going, oh, why are not more people responding in surprise and shock? So... Here's the deal, and I want you to talk a little bit about uh, Houston. For $27.5 million, Urban One is buying four Cox Media Group radio stations. And I'm doing back of the envelope. Uh, these stations should be doing somewhere in the 30 to $35 million a year now. So at best, uh, they got less than one year's billing for these radio stations. Yeah. And this just stuns me in what is Houston, the seventh, sixth largest market in the country, I think, at this point. So you have worked Houston more than I have. You know the Cox organization even better than I have, though I worked for Cox. I would love to hear your thought on this entire scenario, please. Borderline insane. It's crazy. This is a fire sale in my mind. Why would Cox settle for getting $27.5 million for four stations in Houston. It's, it's crazy to me. Is, does Apollo want to, to off, you know, get out of radio that desperately that they'll take that little money? Because this is a, this is a real profitable cluster. This is, a pro, this, is a cluster, this is a group of radio stations that actually has revenue, has ratings, and they have, you know, they, and they, they, they've got an organization. They, you know, it's, 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 it's well run. Wow, so that's all they could get? That's yeah. scary low. Now, um, you know, I think in contrast, you did some research where one of the stations that, that currently is owned by Urban One, used to be called Radio One, uh, was KROI. They bought that for $72 million uh, 19 years ago. And that has been a classic failure ever since. I mean, they've lost their proverbial ass on KROI. They can't. They can't get out of it. It's just been a horrible failure in ratings and revenue. Now, their, Urban One has other stations there that do that do well, and this will create the the top group of stations in the market. So that you know that's going to be exciting, and that's why Urban One went for it. But wow, you talk about bottom feeding! 
wow, this is this is this is a piece of cake. They they got classic rock, the Eagle from Cox, which is the number two station in the market, and they got country legend. Uh, KKBQ, which I think is fifth in the market, and then they've got a classic country that's uh, that's twentieth or something. So, you know, this is a great move for Urban One. It's it's kind of a um, precursor. Maybe it's it's forecasting what we're going to see over the next several years to see Cox kind of exit markets as they get offers. But I also think this might have been intimated. This might be. I'm talking about Cox now with this. You know, we're just going to slowly get out of the radio business. Well. Maybe that's why Kim Guthrie left a few years ago as the mm. head of the group. Maybe that's why her successor, Bill Hendrick, retired uh, a little over a year ago. You know, maybe it's why my friend Keith Lawless, who was running Tampa and Houston, left the business a little over a year ago and just kind of like, you know, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm not going to play this game. Uh, so I pity Stephanie Callahan, who's who's the current market manager for Cox Houston. That's going to be a position that likely is to go away. They're going to have to sell a couple of these stations. One of the Cox stations and one of the Urban One stations is going to have to get sold. It's now in a, they're they're going to go into a trust so that they can you know uh, close the deal. But I think we're going to see more and more of these kinds of moves where we're shocked. You and I are about how little they got for really good, profitable, paid-off all cash flow yeah. stations with no debt. You know, it's just it's just a Sad time. I think it's a sad um, precursor of what we're going to be seeing more and more of in radio. Well, and, and you know, just to, to put a coda on that, because they're over their, their limit, uh, Urban One has to sell two stations. Right. So the $27.5 million they paid for these stations actually will be less because they're selling two stations. Even if they get just 2 or $3 million per station, they're going to the, – the, price on the stations come down even more the net price so yeah and now the question is who's going to buy those stations uh they're selling off the kroi because there's no roi on kroi it never has <laughs> I been had to, yeah i had to get that in uh and they're selling the uh, classic country uh kthT right and and basically they're going to sell them both for stick values what's the stick value for these are both good competitive c's in the market you know what's what's that worth that sets well, a really tough benchmark, too, when you start looking at other markets. You yeah, know, well, a, sti- a stick value, the last stick value I'm familiar with was when uh, David Gow bought, I think it was 1560, and he put his sports station on there. That was back around in 2004 or five, back around when KROI was bought for $72 million. But this is a you know 1560 AM. I think it was 1560. Yeah, it's way up the dial. And, Sounds right. Uh, he bought the stick, basically, for $5 million. No, he bought the stick for eight million dollars. Jeez. Okay. Uh, a few years later, he bought KFNC ninety-seven five, the ESPN sports station, the market for five. Okay. Okay. So that that was before two thousand ten. Now we're thirteen years later. I think the stick value is probably now going to be around um, one and a half to two and a half at most for an FM. For an FM, yeah. for a full yeah. power FM. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really discouraging. Yep. Well, I think, you know, the other thing you and I have to do is keep an eye on Cox stations because it's very clear to me that Apollo is going to bleed them off. You know, they're they're going to sell them off as best they can, and uh, that's unfortunate. because. At, but at the end of the day, Apollo doesn't want to run these, and they're okay with running the TV stations for a while because they think there's going to be a big buyout at some point down the road. 
and maybe there will be, maybe I'm dead wrong, but I think they're seeing less of that opportunity with radio, so they're getting out of radio as quickly as they possibly can. Okay, Sad well. Sad to see. Sad to see. The uh, NAB annual meeting is going on this week. We're not there, but we'll see what comes <laughs> of the meeting. And, um, you know, the big topics are going to be AI. TV, or Sinclair, is continuing to hammer on next-gen TV. And, you know, that that's getting to be relentless, as you predicted at the beginning of the year. And there's lots of uh, new equipment, most of it, frankly, tied in with either cloud applications for production mm-hmm. or for distribution as well as the, the, some of the new uh, AI stuff that, that's coming along. So and the, and, the, and the automobile dashboard. You know, it's all oh, about yeah. the dashboard in cars. And, uh, you know, where, what manufacturers are offing AM radio in cars going forward and what, who are keeping it. And, uh, and you know, who's, who's, is it going to be Android? Is it going to be CarPlay? It's all about your dashboard, kids. So we'll see. Well, and, that. And, and without getting too far into the weeds on it, uh, GM has now announced that uh, they are dropping autoplay and uh, Google's. What's Google's? Uh, Google's autoplay and Android. Android, yeah. They're dropping them from their cars in a, about another year or so, and they're going to insist on using their own software. I thought they'd already tried that once. But um, I think they're making a real mistake in doing that. But, you know, the battle for the dashboard, as Fred Jacobs said, is ongoing and is going to be an interesting part of the NAB. So we'll keep an eye on it and probably have some snarky comments to make about that. So enough for our, our week this week. We have gone way over the limit again, but it's been fun and fun to catch up after being off the air for three weeks. So thank you, Keith. Media Insultant is a production of InTown Media, an interim contract management service for radio stations. And you can find the podcast on any podcast platform. And the videos are on Vimeo in the Media Insultant Showcase. We drop new shows each Wednesday. So look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Keith, happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, Jackins. Jackson, well, welcome back. Great to see you, buddy. I missed you. And uh, the best birthday present is being back on the air with you. With Take Media care, Insultant. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a good day. Go week. Giants. There you go.